Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Best and Worst of the Weekend. Much of this hour, a little bit later, reserved for more of your phone calls. NFL, NBA, NHL, Super Bowl 52. A lot of college hoops. Virginia over Duke. NC State over Carolina. Other Best and Worst of the Weekend. You can cue that up for about 20 minutes from now. 1-800-849-2761. Joining us now, as promised, I watched his dad as an NBA player in Philadelphia back when I was a young guy. I watched our guest, Gerald Henderson Jr., as a star for the Duke Blue Devils and more recently for the last eight years as a player in the NBA, Charlotte, Philly, and otherwise. He now, believe it or not, is also a part of a podcast with former UNC star Tyler Hansbrough. They call it Tobacco Road Podcast. You can find it at Google Play and iTunes and other similar places. Gerald Henderson Jr., welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. It's, it's been fun to see you make this. I know you have not given up on extending your NBA career, but it's been fun to see you make this media transition. Did having an NBA dad somehow help prepare you for uh, this more diverse, multi-talented lifestyle? Absolutely. And you mentioned earlier you watched my dad play, so that just reminded me that you're really old, man. I don't, <laughs> don't want to get too crazy, but you know, uh, absolutely, man. You know, my dad's like, he's been one of my, you know, biggest influencers and, um, a great mentor for me. And he's gone through kind of the same life that, that I've lived here being, um, NBA player. So he's known what it's been like to play. He's known now what it's been like to not play. So, um, and that transition in between. So he's helped me, um, you know, a lot, but I very much am, um, uh, you know, I've had hip surgery about five months ago and um, feel great right now, about five months out. So, um, you know, I'm feeling really good and, and looking forward to a return. Normally, we are leaning on you for your basketball expertise, and we are going to request that again today. Of course, yep. Darren, if we ever needed help on how to, you know, bloody somebody's nose. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Come on. I'm just kidding. Gerald Henderson Jr. would be able to answer that question. I have to ask you about Philly sports fans. Since you most recently played for the Sixers, Dad had a whole bunch of seasons with the Sixers. And, of course, it's Super Bowl 52 week. Philly fans are known by many as the nastiest that America has to offer. Kurt Coleman of the Panthers actually said on our show, the Panthers fans and Eagles fans have passion in common and loyalty in common and knowledge in common, but I, I can't say much about my time in Philadelphia about the downside of those same, those same uh, in his case, Eagles fans. How do you describe Philly fans as they're back in the national conversation because of Super Bowl 52? Well, I will say, you know, being from that area, man, I am a Philly fan myself, so I'm not going to talk horribly about my people, man. I can't. Right. But, you know, uh, you know, I look at it very much as passion. And, um, you know, Philly's a, Philly's a rough city, man. You know, Philly's a rough and tough place. And, um, you know, people very much appreciate uh, from their sports teams, you know, people that play in that same kind of manner. Um <laughs> you know, sometimes it may come off wrong in terms of how they treat the opposing teams and whatnot. But, um, you know, they just they just carry on their personalities, really don't care what many people outside of Philadelphia uh, think about them. And, uh, you know, that's just how we operate. And it's, uh, you know, it's been funny seeing through the media some of this stuff prior to, um, 
some of the championship games before the Super Bowl here. Um, you know, how they celebrated in the streets and stuff like that. But that's just Philly, man. And, uh, you know, hopefully when we win the Super Bowl next Sunday, um, Philadelphia still exists. <laughs> Gerald Henderson is joining us on the David Glenn Show. I can identify with that as a fellow Eagles fan. You can follow Gerald on Twitter at G underscore Hender 09. G underscore Hender and then the numbers 09. Duke hosts Notre Dame tonight in college hoops. The Blue Devils trying to bounce back from that whole home loss to UVA on Saturday afternoon. You were a McDonald's All-American right there at Episcopal Academy near Philadelphia. It, was it automatic that because dad played for the Sixers that you were going to root for all the Philly teams? Or, or might you be like me where, say, in the NFL, I've adopted the Panthers because of my job and where I've lived for 30 years. Uh, are you like Eagles 1A, Panthers 1B, or is it more complicated than that in the NFL? Yeah, it, it's actually exactly like that. I'm not like a huge follower of football. You know, I'll sit down and watch a game, but I don't, you know, I don't follow probably like I used to. Right. But, um, you know, it's definitely Eagles first, definitely Eagles. And then as I've lived in Charlotte the last eight years or so, um, you know, I pull for them. I've gone to tons of games and, um, you know, I've, I was pulling for them. I, I forget who they lost to a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, I was pulling for them. Panthers to the you know, Saints. The playoffs. Yeah. yeah, they lost to the Saints and um, it's tough to see that. But definitely Eagles first, man. Definitely Eagles and you know, we haven't been to the Super Bowl, I guess, in what's it been, 13 years. And, um, you know, we still got a bad taste in our mouth from losing that Super Bowl with McNabb and T.O. And we had a really good team that year as well. So we got, uh, we got some ground to cover up here. We have seen you recently as you're working your way back to the NBA on the sidelines. We've seen you and heard you, really, uh, for the Duke broadcasts. I don't know if you were there on Saturday afternoon, but uh, I've often heard it described, Gerald, as morgue-like, the Duke basketball <laughs> offices and hallways coming out of a big defeat. Uh, do you uh, think that's an accurate description, and how, how do you imagine Mike Krzyzewski and his message to this year's Blue Devils after the loss to UVA? Well, uh, I wouldn't say that's, uh, <laughs> that's terribly inaccurate. You know, there's, um, you know we, we prepare – and it hasn't followed us, bro. We, we prepare. Um, you know, we feel like better than anybody. And so we put everything into uh, into the news, you know, the coaching staff, down to the players, and um, try to put everything onto the floor. So, you know, when you get a result that uh, you don't plan for, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a little depressing. You know, so... Um, you know, very much these last few days, I'm sure, um, you know, it wasn't wasn't too much laughing and smiling around there. It's very serious and, um, you know, probably, you know, focusing on this, this loss they have, but as today, as they're tonight, as they're going to play Notre Dame, you know, still kind of just moving on to the next game, improving on some things that uh, they didn't do so good on Saturday. By the time you were a college senior, we saw your best basketball. I mean, All-American status nationally. First team All-ACC is an incredible honor as well. And there you go in the lottery of the 2009 NBA draft. I want to ask what you remember about showing up on campus. Because one by one, like Marvin Bagley III seemed to have his light bulb moment, like almost on day one. 
And now Wendell Carter Jr. has seemed to figure it out. Gary Trent Jr. on most nights has seemed to figure it out. And I'm not sure if Trevon Duvall, the freshman point guard, has figured it out yet. How do you describe the challenge of just understanding everything that Duke basketball has to offer and everything that Coach K wants, even of his freshmen, uh, in these big games especially? Yeah, I just think it's important to know is just everybody's got their own timing. Um, everybody's, you know, going to show their talent at different points. And, um, you know, it just takes everybody at just a different time period to develop. you got a guy like Marvin Bagley who, uh, you know, from day one, you know, he's, he's shown his ability to be the best player on the team. And, um, you know, maybe the best player in the country just with how, how consistently he's played. You don't really see that from freshmen as much. But, um, you know, and obviously Wendell has, uh, you know, he's played, you know, pretty good all season, but just more recently has, has done his thing. And a guy like Trayvon Duvall, who everyone can see is very talented. And, you know, he's just got to find his way. It's just something everybody just doesn't, can't really feel is just how different every game is and how, how new every game is to these freshman guys who haven't seen this kind of competition and um, kind of talent every night. You know, they're playing, they're playing high school basketball. So, yeah, I know specifically for me, it took me three years before I was able to get to a point where coach could really trust who I was yeah. every single night. And so, um, you know, but once you get to that point, it's fun. You know, it's, it's fun. And, you know, it's just a journey. And, um, you know, but a game like Virginia, a game like Notre Dame, like they have tonight, the reason is you come to Duke. Gerald Henderson Jr. joining us on the David Glenn Show, former Duke star, eight-year NBA veteran on the call at times for Duke basketball this season. The Devils do host Notre Dame tonight. That game is 7 o'clock on ESPN. I, I had, speaking of fun, a word you just used, I was there on Saturday. They give the David Glenn Show this seat right near midcourt, so I got the crazies breathing on me and rubbing their face paint on me from behind. I have this great perspective near midcourt. I happen to be next to ESPN's Jeff Goodman. Mm-hmm. And, and we asked each other, I've covered ACC hoops for 30 years. Jeff's been at it nationally for a long time. Have we ever seen a career path like Grayson Allen's? And neither of us could think of a parallel. Like, it's just, it's so unusual that it borders on truly one-of-a-kind unique. He did not look like the best version of himself in that game against UVA. And yet, at times, even this during his senior year, he's looked like his sophomore year All-American self. What are your thoughts when you see him sort of continue to ride a little bit of a roller coaster? Yeah, I mean, Grayson, um, you know, first and foremost, just knowing, from knowing him personally, being around the team, going back to school, you know, Grayson's, you know, a great kid. You know, he's, um, you know, whatever he's gotten into, uh, you know, last year, the year before, whatever it was, um, not really reflective of the kid that he is. I can say that for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, this season, I think for him, he's still trying to figure out uh, – how he can best fit into what they do with all the talent that they've had. I think uh, this is the most talented team that he's been a part of and where he may not even be, um, you know, the the second or third most talented player. Um, And, you know, I'd say probably probably the the third most talented. But, 
you know, he's, he's very much to me, uh, I've been looking at the team without seeing Wendell and Marvin uh, play yet. I would have said that Grayson, Grayson should be thinking about, um, you know, performing and being the best player. And I still very much feel that way because of the skills that he has and more than anything, the experience that he has. And, um, you know, we've gotten deep into the season, but at the same time, they still have a lot of season left. And he's a, a tough, resilient kid uh, who doesn't have that experience. And, you know, he does. I, I've been there before where you do get that feeling of, hey, time's running out. You know, so he's going to get that feeling. I'm sure he's feeling a little pressure from it now. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's amplified because maybe they just came off a loss and he's not playing at his best. But, um, you know, I think, I think at some point for him it'll click and he'll figure out his way uh, within the team. And uh, for, them to, for them to go far, for them to win big, uh, they're going to need him to play at his best. Last thing for Gerald Henderson Jr. on Twitter at G underscore Hender 09. All right, priority number one is get healthy between now and the next time we see you. We are rooting for your return from injury. Yes. Priority, I'm going to even put your personal well-being above number two, go Eagles, between now <laughs> and the next yeah. time we, we talk. Uh, and, and beyond that, what can you tell us about the Tobacco Road podcast or your other media work? Because we certainly appreciate your time here on the David Glenn Show. Yeah, you know, like like I mentioned before, I've just been trying to um, obviously get my get myself back, and um, you know the way I've been feeling recently gives me some good confidence that um, you know I'll be back even even better than I was last season and the seasons before that. But um, you know, I have uh, in the meantime kept myself busy with with uh, you know looking into the future a little bit, trying to uh, just get some reps and. And, um, you know, I've worked with the IMG Radio Network, like you mentioned, covering some Duke games. I even did some uh, some TV stuff with the ACC Network on uh, the beginning with uh, Ryan Craig and uh, Chris Patola, my old coach cool. at Duke. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the coolest thing I've done, which uh, is to everybody's surprise, is work with Tyler Hansborough on our podcast, the Back of the Road podcast. Um on Twitter and Instagram to back tobacco road pod. And basically we had a mutual friend that said, uh, Hey, would you guys want to do a, uh, a weekly podcast about everything Duke UNC and, uh, you know, basically anything else that you guys wanted to talk about. And I said, sure. And it was basically all on Tyler. Right. <laughs> the decision. And uh, he said, yeah, you know, so I guess at that point, um, you know, he had gotten over our whole incident back in 2007. So it's been really good. We've done six episodes. We'll do a seventh one this week. And, uh, you know, the first episode, we pretty much hashed it out and gave both our perspectives on on that incident right. uh, almost 11 years ago. Jeez. And um, we had, you know, <laughs> I said sorry to him and asked him if he hated me. He said no. So then we just moved on from there. And so it's been great. On the list of things that people would have bet would never have happened in the history of the world, that actually did happen. 
The, the Henderson Hansbro podcast is somewhere on the short list, at least in the sports category of stuff you to bet the ranch, the farm, and the dog would never happen. And yet here it is, the Tobacco Road podcast, co-hosted by Gerald, who who is a talkative, fun in the media guy and has been as a player. I love Tyler personally, but he's not the most talkative guy. So even yeah. beyond the whole bloody nose thing, it, it's a it is. I would have bet a lot. This is why I don't bet. I would have bet a lot that this would have never happened and yet here it is god bless america this is how stuff is supposed to work gerald thanks again for your time man keep up the good work and we'll be talking to you again soon all right Dave. thanks for having me on man you, you got it gerald henderson a lot of fun a former duke star an all-american and all-acc first team guy for the devils back in 2009 where he was a lottery pick heading into the nba most of his pro career with charlotte uh, Bobcats and Hornets last couple years. What was it? Blazers, then Sixers, I think. So he's an eight-year NBA veteran fighting back from a really difficult injury. 